right. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Fun times during the break. And at the beginning of the second hour, we tell you two things that we are obsessed with this week in the top two in hour two. Give me the old one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two, with it, with it. Okay. All right, Steph. You want me to go first? Yes. All right. So last night I uh, I broke out of my quarantine to be able to uh, go to, and I went big. I didn't just like go tiny. I went big on my first day of, not first day of freedom, but I mean, nonetheless, I went to what's known as the Balloon Emporium at Mr. Paul's. So Mr. Paul's Supper Club in Edina, <clears throat> you, um, you know, is the... Uh, is the new New Orleans sort of space that everyone is just loving and, and having a good time in. So the back the back shop is called Mr. Paul's Po Boys and Jams. And it's yep. a little sandwich shop, right? By day. And then at nighttime, they're doing Nick Kosovich is doing a big, crazy inventive cocktail party for ten people. It's just ten people. That sounds so fun. Ten people sitting at the bar and uh, I I went with uh, my friend Alex last night and and I gotta say I loved like you could book it as ten people like you could get friends and go do it as like a birthday thing or whatever or and last night was so weird like I think I made friends you know what I mean in that little weird space where you're all kind of like experiencing weird things and sitting next to each other and laughing and then all of a sudden I was like I mean by the end of the night I'm not gonna lie we were dr- singing karaoke so oh the thing is is that you're sitting there and it's a seven course cocktail and food pairing thing and because it's called the balloon emporium and there's this whole circus vibe to it it's like yes we inhaled balloons and yes there was bubble machines like throwing sazerac flavored bubbles at you that you had to catch in your face and yes there was black light and glow in the dark neon things happening that you then drank it is sounds fun a carnival it is a carnival it's exactly what you need especially if you're like me who was locked down for two weeks and needed to get out like real bad. Um, it was wonderful. And so these are happening. It's called the, it's at Mr. Paul's and I'll put a link up. Um, <clears throat> and the balloon emporium nights are, and I think it's, I think it's 150 bucks, I think for seven courses, or I think maybe, maybe not, maybe less than that. Um, but it's like literally from seven to 10, like you're sitting there for three hours and it's, it's fun and there's music. We had a little tribute to both meatloaf and Lonnie and er, uh, Louis Anderson. Oh yeah. And it was just a great time. So it's on, I think it's on Fridays and Saturdays for the next couple of weekends. There are some t- spaces left for some of them that are coming up. I know they have one next weekend on my birthday on the 29th that they have space for. Why so. aren't we going on your birthday? Because I have other things. But anyway, so I think you, if you're looking for something that is exciting and different and out of the box and not January and not boring, that's it. Okay. I love it. All right. Um, let us see. So this is a, uh, I did a happy hour spread with people and I made some stuff, but in order to get the stuff made, I had to go and decide how much of the stuff I was going to make. So I made some baba ganoush. Yes. I made a white bean spread. I do love radishes. I g- brought some to Stephanie March, and she was like, what Wait did you say? 
here's the thing that you said, oh, I, I made something for you. I did. And then I said, oh, what is it? And you're like, well, I've got some kava ganoush and I've got some And I brought crackers and, and like, veggies for her. So this is the leftovers from your card game spread yesterday? <laughs> yes. But I thought, because you like to have a good nosh. I know. But you, the, and I do, and I appreciate this, and I will eat it. You don't sound like you're very appreciative. Well, I just think it's funny that you packaged leftovers for me as if this was this grand gesture. And I'm your, basically, oh my God, but it, is. it is a grand gesture. But you Because you it, invited me to go with you last night, and I couldn't because yes. we were having some friends over. Yes. That Kurt, my husband, initiated an activity with another couple. And when he does that, like. Oh, you have to take oh, it Oh, heck yes, because sure. he never does. So I was like, oh. But wait a minute. I maybe feel like this is a new thing. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should just take our leftovers and then package them up for people and say, like, instead of it being like, these are my leftovers. I actually ate this fresh yesterday. But here's my leftovers. It's a thing of, I have created this meal kit for you. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. did kind of package it in a nice box it is a nice deal i've got all the little tupperware things yes oh my god it's fun it's great okay well if you hadn't posted it i wouldn't have said anything yeah you would have been like oh this is so nice she made me a snack box but now i feel like i'm the girl sitting in the corner who you just (laughs) now you're gonna be the girl sitting in the corner (laughs) your leftovers (laughs) did you know Oh, you're so... You're, you like, know, this isn't like people didn't swipe their crackers through this, was it? Shut <laughs> up, okay? Actually, I packed yours up before I made the spread. Oh, nice. Because I was like, oh... Okay, so you were batching. I made... Yes, I was batch cooking for Stephanie. I love it. Okay. I, I appreciate it. I'm only giving you, I'm only giving you grief. A little can. grief. Did fun. you know that Boss Boss Hummus that was at the State Fair is now being sold at Lunds and Byerly's? No. And they have tons of flavors. And it's right by Saba, which is the kind of not yeah. great hummus. Saba's that, so it's so good. Yeah. Every time you're like, oh, maybe I'll. Uh, yeah. The roasted red pepper is the best one. And even that is like, it's very creamy, but it's full of gunk. Mm-hmm. So Boss Boss is now at Lunds and Byerly's sold above Saba. Okay. So just know that's a local family. That's and good. the hummus is much better. They have a dilly dill pickle one that's really good. I love a dill pickle hummus. I've yeah. had a couple of them. Were they, that was the one at the State Fair. That was the one. Yes. Yeah, I yep. love that one. That was my favorite of theirs. So you can find Boss Boss Hummus at your favorite Lunds and Byerly's. Okay, what's your next one? All right, my next one is actually Ito. Which I know we've talked about before. It's the East Side. I feel like I got feelings about this, and I, I I'd like you to okay because I because when I, the last time I was there, it was just a walk up place. You know, there was like a walk up window, and it was summer, and they had pizza. But like they have fully evolved. They've finally gotten to the space where they want it. They're still even doing more, but basically, there it feels like um, a little market and like you, a golden fig. Yeah, it feels a little bit. I mean, less more prepared food than that. Okay. But like a mini and row, maybe. Yeah. 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 I would say that it's like wants to be um, like a Dean and DeLuca in the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great. But like on Love a it. small space. Italy. Yeah, exactly. So you walk in. Here's where I want you to know, though, is like they've opened their meat counter. So you can buy Nyman Ranch ribeyes or Yum. you can buy all sorts of meat that is just raw that you then go home and take. But then you can also get some great olive oils and some chimichurri. And then you can grab a bottle of wine from the wine shop, which is really highly curated to be really special bottles. Like, I love it. Like sometimes you walk into a wine space and you're like, oh, I don't know. It's like, I don't. My so friend you, makes me go with her. 
Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, my God. But this one, I love the fact that you kind of know you're getting something boutique and something interesting. And there's some pedigree to it. Yeah. To each bottle. So it's it's and then there's beer in the cooler. But then you can also pick up things to go as far as like a tin, like a lasagna or like they had a baked ziti. OK. Frozen baked ziti. Yep. So, you, so in my mind, I'm going to go get a pizza for myself for the day of or like a sandwich maybe a meatball hoagie but then i'm also going to grab some meat and a bottle of wine and a couple other things so that i if i'm gonna hunker down yeah i can fully hunker for like a couple of days okay. i just thought they've done a really great job it's very fresh and bright in there I and like it feels it. very mod it feels very like it has a very good vibe that we don't see very often yeah that's like i loved doing that at cosetta's yes and that's it's, it's like that but without that like we're trying to be an Italian. Like yeah. it's almost like a mod little market in Italy that you would actually find instead it. of the Americans trying to pretend that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and also I'll say parking is hard. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Parking is hard over there. Parking is hard. Um, I went to Eli's neighborhood grill. Yeah. They have one in Northeast and they have one on Hennepin Avenue. The original closer to downtown. Is that still open? It is. Oh, you guys, which one did you go to? The one in Northeast. Okay. It's just a great neighborhood bar. Yeah. It has really good food. I had a crab cake and a filet with spinach and mashed potatoes. It was 28 bucks and it was awesome. Yeah. We had some wings. It We had great service. Uh, there was a, a girlfriend of mine had a tuna uh, like poke salad that was yes. really fresh and just delicious. They have a really awesome walleye po' boy that has like a vinegary slaw, yeah. which I really like. And I just, every time I eat there, I think, oh, I love Eli's. I like, should come back. Yeah, they I had know. a great Reuben with tots. And just sometimes, like, I can't make bar food at home. Right. So I'm finding more and more I'm craving, like, bar food because that's not what I cook. Right. And it was delicious. Yay. Also, I just want to shout out Burger Dive because we went to, was it a weekend ago or two, two weekends ago, ago? And we won $600 in pull tabs. I know, I was dying. And we gave dying. $100 to our server who... Before we like ordered, she was dealing with this couple next door that had basically split a hamburger and was stealing cracker packets. <sighs> and she was so kind to them. Yeah. And just like, you know, like yep. if you guys really need some cracker packets, let me see if we've got anything else we can pack up for you. I would say, right. Like she that was, was but that's the case where I would be like, can I just buy them a burger? And you can she just was pretend just that it was like exceptional an to them. And so we won the $500, which was amazing. And then we pulled another 100 and we just gave her the how tab. How much did you spend on the tabs? Like, how much did you spend to get the tabs? Like, did you... $40. Did, oh, it was just 40 bucks. Yeah. Oh, it was like that easy yeah. to win. Yep. Well done. And we gave her the 100 bucks, and she was so kind and so nice. And we were just like, you've had to deal with a lot today. Good. When you can make your server's day. And, and what was funny was... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know we, we need to break. <laughs> we'll break. We'll break. I'll tell you when we come back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for listening to us today and hanging out, as always. We appreciate you guys. We do. You know, and we missed you last weekend because we didn't have anybody to, uh, you know, bounce back. And yeah. Just, it was just like, okay. I know. Another week off, but... I know. We didn't really mean to. <laughs> nope. But it happens. It's how it goes. That's everybody, you know. like, a lot of people are out sick, you know. A lot of people are out sick, and that's yeah. also the other side of it is that, you know, I mean, I know that I have a friend who's, a couple friends who are teachers, and they're like, oh, 20% of our staff is gone today. So, yeah. Ellie's partner is a teacher, and they had so many people out, and she was trying to do special needs kids on Zoom, and it was just, ugh, yeah, it's a roughie. 
But we want to talk a little bit about, like, what's really interesting to me is that normally we talk so much about healthy eating in January. Yeah. And because we're all so distracted by everything else, we really haven't. Not too much. Not too much. And so... But I started I, a Whole30 and it lasted... You did six start days. Whole30? It's six days. I thought you weren't going to do those anymore. I know. And my friend was doing it, so I was like, I'll do it with you. And then six days in, I was like, one pot pasta. Oh, my God, right? Okay, well, and to, just to let you guys know, after this segment, we have J.D. Fratsky coming on the radio, and we're going to talk about what he's doing with his um, his new, you know, sort of ghost kitchen kind of place, which is focused on healthy eating. But I did want to talk about our weird... You know, like the way that we always do this, because like you and I have, after 13 years, have gone through the ups and downs of, you know, how do you how how do you eat healthy? What means healthy? All of this stuff. Right. And just even to the point where I just said, you said last year that you weren't going to do it anymore. And I didn't until I did. Yeah. And this is the thing is like, so I thought it was a really interesting. David Leonhardt wrote in The New York Times earlier this month about the food audit. And he said, every year, many people set out to change their eating habits during the first weeks of the year. Often it turns out to be unpleasant and demoralizing experience. And he's saying it's normal for us to do this, especially after so many weeks of indulgences. But also, we tend to look at the new year as as an opportunity to start fresh. And so... Love January 1st. Yes! It's it's like the possibilities. It's very American. And I love it. But instead of thinking about them as, you know, resolutions... You know, he's like, you don't need to worry about, you know, making them this like a manifesto for yourself. But, you know, because there's obviously times when you're going to be eating different things and everything else. But taking it, considering it as a food audit, take it a moment instead of saying, I'm going to stop eating all this and I'm just going to eat this. Or like, I'm doing all of this stuff and I'm eliminating everything else. Instead, he's saying really, uh, you know, basically thinking about it in terms of, um looking at what you're eating and like looking at how you eat and remembering like, like really taking an audit of the way that you live in your food world. And I thought that was really interesting because we tend to react to what has just gone on, but we don't eat like that all year. So if you really are thinking about change and you're thinking about resetting, wouldn't you then do a, a really holistic view of things, right? Probably if you weren't Stephanie Reactionary Hansen. <laughs> Fad, trend, I'm on it. So he says, what are some of the more pr- promising approaches that you could take to considering your health and your food life all in one space? Remember the joys of good food. That's what he says. He says, I like potato chips as much as the next person, maybe more when it comes to salt and vinegar, but they really are not as satisfying as like a good schnitzel or a fish taco or chicken tikka masala or a plate of green beans, you know? Mm, I'm not, I, I, those salt and vinegar chips are every bit as satisfying as a chicken tikka masala for me. Okay. So, but then like remembering the joys of like, like if then like a French fry or something that you're kind of eating, like without thinking about it, like the burger is better than French French fries fries or, you know what I mean? So he's saying that the academic study, you know, that he was talking about shows that the successful approaches are remembering that like eat well, don't sacrifice, like eat something good and don't worry about the like, don't bother with the with the crud if you don't love it, if you don't love it. There was that whole theory about when people were cutting out bread. Yeah. And then it got to where people were like, no, I'm not cutting out bread, but I'm just eating good bread. Right. So you cut out all the crappy breads, which left you eating good bread Great like bread. a couple times a month. Right. Instead of just All using the crappy it. bread. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really huge. Um, I think he's saying rules can be helpful. 
Uh, most of us don't have the energy or patience to think constantly about whether we're eating right. Paradigms around willpower don't work. <clears throat> it's exhausting to analyze every snack, beverage, and meal, right? Like, that's the thing that also gets me is, like, that takes the joy out of it. But thinking about simple rules can make sense. You know, like this, he was saying, I stopped drinking orange juice with my breakfast and I've never gone back. Like the amount of sugar that that took out of his space. Right. And so then these simple ideas, um, when you cut back on alcohol, you then set aside three weeknights in which we don't drink. Instead of saying, I'm not drinking ever. You know, maybe thinking of like taking these harsh rules that are too hard to manage and just paring them down instead of eliminating them. I think that's a smart way of doing it too. I think people too are sort of, like, well, I've always eaten this way. Like, as you age, yes, you don't need to eat the same way you used to when you were in your mid-20s. No. Like, you just don't. No. So, you're like, well, I've always... It's like, well, if you find yourself saying, well, I've always, it might be time to just reevaluate. Because maybe you're just... As you age, you don't need as many calories, friends. Sorry, right. but you don't. Well, and I mean, you're, yeah, your metabolism mm-hmm. changes. And that actually goes into the next one, which is sugar is a unique problem in the American diet. And if you're really taking a food audit, like sugar is something that I think most people could look at and really consider in terms of not just, you know, eliminating I'm not going to have any sugars or whatever again, but thinking like reading labels and understanding where the sugar is hiding in your... There was just this big so study much. published about about fasting. Yeah. And they had mice that had cancer and they fasted the mice and the cancer went away. It's just it's like but fasting isn't sugar. No, but so I, by reducing inflammation. OK, by you can reduce inflammation by fasting. You can reduce inflammation by reducing sugar. OK, cancer feeds on going. carbohydrates. OK, see so what you're saying. Another yet another study yes. about fasting or reducing sugar in your life and how healthy that is for you. Yeah, I think, and I don't, I'm not a faster and I, so that I don't identify with that. I don't do that planned. I mean, I sometimes do it naturally just by sure. virtue of the way of the way that I live. But nonetheless, the sugar piece of this is like, and I think people, you know, the idea that sometimes I, especially over the holidays, get out of control with sugar. And then I realize I am starting to crave it. And I just sort of slowly pull it back and do things that are more intentional like that. Again, food rituals don't need to involve junk food and all this kind of stuff. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk to JD a little bit more about healthy eating. Sure. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are kind of still talking about healthy eating in the month of January, which is a thing that people often do. And so we wanted to bring on JD Fratsky, our favorite local chef. Are you there, JD? I am here. I am with you. Yay. We love it. We love it. We are so glad you are here because you have kind of started a new thing. New and not a new thing, but honestly, it's kind of a new lane for you a little bit um, in your chefing world. And you are operating this really cool thing called Green Dish. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes, I am, uh, my dear friend. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was very fortunate about a year ago. I was contacted by a gentleman named Dave Rapley. Um, not a hospitality guy. He is actually a former uh, aeronautical software engineer. He spent 20 years of his life building flight simulators. Oh. Um, but uh, he uh, and his family went through some health issues a few years ago, and they completely changed the way that they ate. They really started focusing on where their food comes from and and, uh, uh, and what went into growing it. And um, they changed uh, their consumption of dairy and wheat in their diets in order to uh, – to increase their health 
And then when the pandemic came around, since no one in the family knows, uh, like to cook very much, uh, which I simply can't understand. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they, you know, they would do things like Google healthy food, Prior Lake, where they live, and uh, places like uh, uh, Red Lobster would pop up. Oh, so, uh, you know, being the kind of guy he is, uh, you know, he commissioned some studies and he did some uh, some different uh, uh, surveys and stuff. And essentially, he came up with this Venn diagram of what's out there, what's missing, and what would he really like to see. And in the middle was this idea of people being able to go online, get affordable, convenient food that was completely transparent in all of its ingredients. Um, so, like, you know, our hashtag is know what you eat uh, on a lot of our social media stuff. So, um, he gave me a phone call, and we had a bunch of conversations, and uh, I just I was ready to make a big change in my life for a bunch of different reasons, too. Some of them were for personal and mental health, and other others, too, were, I mean, Steph, you know, both Stephs, you've been eating the kind of food that I've been putting up in several establishments for the past 20 years, and yep. a lot of it is, is based on indulgence, right? You yes. know, like, I mean, who else <laughs> puts foie gras on a burger with a fried egg and port wine truffle gravy? I mean, oh, you God. Know, um, it's funny you, know, you but, it's funny to hear you talk like that because one of the things I've noticed since the pandemic is being at home cooking so much more like when I have gone into a restaurant and eaten my stomach is just in revolt. <laughs> it, like right? I'm not doing well digesting all that food that I used to. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's what was a really cool uh cool aspect of this opportunity that was presented to me was you know, the food that we're making at Green Dish is, um, you know, like I said, it's it's all online. So you get on our website. It's very convenient to order it. Um, you know, if you live in our delivery radius, we'll bring it hot to your home, ready to eat. Um, but it's also, you know, you can also get cold plates put together so that you can heat them up uh, later on in the week yourself. It's affordable. And like I said, it's transparent. But and, and the thing about that that's really cool to me is this is the way 80% of the planet eats. You know, they, they eat, you know, most of the people on, on planet Earth eat a pretty plant-based diet. Right. And and that's what a lot of food that we're, or we're kicking out uh, is, is doing right now. Um, we, you know, like, for instance, uh, our menu is uh, is 100% gluten-free right now. Um, mm. There are only, I think, six dishes on the menu that have dairy, and all of that dairy can easily be left off. Um and, you know, a lot of our dishes are either straight up vegan or at least vegetarian. Um, and, it, you know, like I said, I'm just I'm really proud of the flavors that we're putting together. There's everything from Swedish meatballs and, uh, you know, pot roast on the menu to a coconut vegetable curry done in the style of South India, uh, Kung Pao chicken, uh, enchiladas that are both uh, vegan, vegetarian and uh, and well, loaded with chicken, too. So there's a bunch of cool stuff. There, there's a little bit for everybody on the menu. And, and, you know, we run these weekly specials, too, where we keep throwing new ideas out and seeing how people respond to them. Yeah, you have us your weekly specials that are on the website right now. Gnocchi with smoked pork, peppers and tomato. And then you have yeah. what looks like a shrimp Havana with grilled shrimp uh, brushed with red pepper sauce, tossed in a Caribbean style coconut rice with black beans. That looks delicious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things that we put out on the menu so far. You know, and, and again, like, you know, we're in Minnesota, you know, like it's it's cold outside. We're in a polar vortex. You know, if you can't travel, at least eat like you're traveling. So are you so the reason uh, was this was there a reason behind the fact that you guys didn't just do a restaurant that you decided to do this sort of like ghost kitchen delivery service? Was that was what was the intention behind that? 
I think, you know, a, a lot of the idea was um, it, it's, you know, the, this was essentially conceived during the, the first part of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of pandemic proof that way um, was was a big part of it. But also, you know, again, like I said, uh, Dave's background was not in hospitality. He wanted to he wanted to be able to keep the overhead for the operation really low uh, so that we could keep our prices down and this could be this healthy food could be accessible for everybody. You know, it shouldn't just be people with money who can eat healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. So, okay. And then, so as far as it goes, how, how, I mean, like are people using you guys as, you know, just like a quick meal thing or are more people planning to do, you know, like bigger, longer, like are you going to do subscription kind of things or how does that work? We haven't started a subscription uh, aspect of it yet, but there have been some requests for that. Yeah. Um, but but one of the things that we did uh, change pretty quickly was, um, you know, we introduced catering. Uh, we thought that that was going to be something that would that would uh, that wouldn't come into the, our operations for a few months, but we realized pretty quickly that it was an easy thing to do. We would just scale up the size of some of the dishes we were offering, and we've had some good success with that. And just recently, like I mentioned earlier, we uh, we started uh, a cold food option. So you can anything on the menu can uh, come to your house or be picked up cold and you can reheat it according to our instructions on your own later. So, for instance, like if if somebody doesn't want to pay the delivery fees or happens to drive by us uh, on their way home from work, you know, you can get the two hot meals that you'll have for dinner that night. And then you can get six other cold meals that you'll reheat yourself throughout the week. Oh, that's wonderful. And we've. Yeah, we've seen that pattern establish itself pretty quickly. I bet. So, it, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm just. I'm super proud of the of of what we're doing, and and that the delicious flavors that we're offering are also good for people's health, uh, and that people are, are you know responding to it. It's a it's a great way to start off the new year. It's a great way to supplement you know some new good habits that you might be introducing into your life as far as physical activity or just more time with your family. You know. Yeah. True. Do you have a? I was just you know. A lot of people get like, okay, we're going to eat Whole30 or we're going to go gluten-free or we're going to do Weight Watchers or do you guys have like calorie counts and all that or ingredients for people that maybe are on a specialty type of diet? Yeah. So every time you order one of our, well, first of all, you get on the website, you can click on any one of the dishes and all the nutritional information will be there for you. Everything from uh, calories to ingredients, uh, you know, fat content, sugars, all that stuff. And then um, when you do order... The label that goes in the container has a QR code that you hit with your phone, and that same nutritional information will come up. Oh, so, nice! You know, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's really cool, and um, you know, and like I said, Dave, with his background in uh, the owner, with his background in uh, software engineering, literally built our entire system for you know writing recipes for the way the food is ordered, for the way that we uh, prep the food and, and write the recipes during the day. It's it's a really Herculean effort that he made uh, getting out of the gate that has, you know, just made everything really integrated and really uh, easy for us to use in the kitchen and for our guests to use as far as checking out the quality of our food. I think people do a pretty good job when they're at home, you know, knowing what's healthy and eating your healthier foods. But when you add the convenience factor in or kids in sports or anything that starts to trip people up, I can see this as being a really great way to fill in. Yes. And, and it, and I see a lot of families doing that. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of our clientele right now are, uh, uh, our, you know, our younger families with kids who are anywhere between, you know, three and uh, 12 years old. 
Um, you know, just especially considering our location, you know, a lot of those kids are in after school uh, sports, you know, even with the pandemic, now that we can do some stuff outside, um, you know, it's just a, it's a convenient way for, uh, for a family to supplement, you know, what's usually a lot of time spent in the kitchen. Right. Um, and, you know, and like I said, there's, there's selections for everybody. So, you know, there's, if, if somebody, you know, not everybody has to have the taters hot, hot dish. You know right, I mean? like, right. Well, you know, we have, we have, yeah, we have, you know, the spaghetti and meatballs for, uh, you know, for the oldest brother. And then we have enchiladas for a little sister and, and all that. Other. I mean, it, it's pretty cool across the board as far as the selections go. Yeah. And there's, you know, and I think that when you're looking at the, you know, the dollar amount, it's like market meatloaf, you know, you're getting grass fed beef with pasture pork, you know, slathered in roasted tomato gravy served with your choice of accompaniments. Like maybe it's broccoli, maybe it's potatoes. It's 12 bucks. Yeah. Like that's a yeah. really affordable main. Like, and if so, if you have a family and you're getting this delivered, I mean, a barbacoa pot roast, 12 bucks, like that's really right. wonderful. Right. And, and across the board, like, you know, we've, we, we've really worked hard to, uh, to engineer these things. You know, we worked with a couple of dietitians and some, uh, some you know, essentially like personal health counselors uh, to establish, you know, some of the calorie counts and some of the compositions of the dishes to make sure they're done in the right proportion. Um, you know, if you think about the way that, that, a, that a meal should work out, you know, essentially like the amount of vegetables on your plate should be literally the size of your heart. So if you close your fist, that should be your portion of vegetables. And then, you know, what you can cup in your hand is, is what the protein should be. And, you know, the size of your palm is what uh, like a starch or a grain or something like that should be. So we have all of these things measured out, you know, and, and every portion is, um, is identical. You know, for instance, most of our vegetables are a hundred grams of, uh, of, of vegetable, like whether it's the broccoli or the green beans or the roasted cauliflower, um, you know, and then we do, we do that across the board with the different, the rice that we offer with the roasted potatoes, with the different proteins, you know, they're all cut to a consistent size that um, can very easily be measured and sticks with all of the nutritional information that's available on the website. It's amazing. So we're talking with JD Fratsky of Green Dish. Um, and JD, you guys are doing delivery Monday through fr- like seven days a week, starting at four o'clock. Yep. Yes. And you're in Plymouth. You're based in Plymouth. How far out do you guys deliver? Like, what's your radius? Well, so we have our delivery vehicles are all hybrid. So we have we have three Green Dish um, hybrid delivery vehicles. So if you place your order before four p.m., um, we will deliver within a five mile radius of our kitchen. Okay. Um, then we also have some, uh, you know, third party uh, delivery systems like Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub. Um, and I think they go out a little bit further. They go out closer to like six, six and a half miles okay. um, outside of where our kitchen is. And then again, like anybody who lives anywhere can uh, can come and pick up at our location. We're right on uh, Olson Memorial Highway uh, 55 and County Road 6. Yeah, great uh, in spot. The, in the Jet 55 building. Cool. You were, yeah, it used to be uh, bewitched was for there for a hot second, but... There it is. All right, JD. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Good luck with everything, and hopefully people will respond and find you give you guys a tryout if they're thinking about looking to eat a little healthier, but also get it fast. So that's wonderful. It's fun to hear you Absolutely. so excited. Too. Yeah, it's and it's it's truly Aww. we know that you believe in what you're doing, and that it always is a wonderful thing to find. So. Well, you you are two wonderful people to find, too. I really appreciate you uh, being interested in this and making the phone call. I miss your voices and your faces, and I hope to see you guys again soon. Thanks. Okay, we'll see you soon. Thanks, J.D. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish, presented by our friends at Maker's Mark and Jim Beam and Hornitos. Stephanie, January 17th, which is, is it, was it Monday? 
Yes. Like 17th, 18th. Okay. There's a lot of things that have happening right about now. You want to hear them? Sure. Okay. So this is the day 11 years ago, I figured out I had breast cancer. So that's that was the day you mind. found out the January 22nd was the day I found out. So today, oh, uh, wow. January 19th, which was a couple days ago, five years ago was when the Lexington reopened. Okay, And so I had a video on my phone, so I got to see Chef Jack, which yep. was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that, that, oh, January 19th, nine years ago, nine <clears throat> years ago, yes, I was with Anthony Bourdain at the Cayman Cookout. You've had... Big Januarys. Yeah. Big Januarys. Like, because it's always, after the cancer thing, I always, like, tried to do stuff. And sure. So, yeah. Wow. I just, all these things came up on my phone in the it last It is weird week. when the memory things start. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I have to, I like the, they make these little videos for you of pictures of places you've been. Like, I have been a lot of places. I like looking at them, and I show them to Kurt, and we sit there, and, oh, remember when we went to... Lake Mead and remember when we went to Horseshoe Lake yeah. and all these weird places we've been. Yeah. So just kind of fun. Lovely. And I, um, five years changes your face a lot too. Oh, the 10 year <laughs> challenge that people are doing. I'm like, do we need no, to? No, we don't need We're to fine. do that. I'm happy with the lines and everything I have. You've earned, we've earned them. I've earned every wrinkle that I got. I'd so. like to earn a little less belly, but other than that, I mean, there's that. Yeah. Um, I know. Um, so there's a lot going on around town right now. Oh, like yeah. this week coming up, starting today and then moving into this next week, it's sort of well, we're in winter carnival season. So um <clears throat> you know, today of course we've already heard the Lake Harriet Kite Festival and the Art Shanties are happening. That should be a great opportunity for people to go and they don't have to wear masks because it's outside. Yeah, and it's sunny right now. Yeah. Walk outside, get the dogs out on the ice. Yeah, Fun. I I have loved the kite festival. I have gone Sometimes it's been over my birthday weekend, and so it was like, we've gone, and it's just like, is a great city thing to do. And it's free, or yeah. you can make a donation if you want to. Right. And again, like we said, there's there will be food trucks on site. They have free s'mores around the fire, but you know you can go get a drink at you know Harriet Brasserie or Tilia or Martina. That's a kind of a fun thing. Um, we did mention that the World Snow Sculpting Spectacular, Spectacular, as I'm calling it, in Stillwater. Yep. The World Snow Sculpting Championships are happening in Stillwater. Um and I think that's kind of cool that there's yeah. like a world championship. So that's happening there. And the Water Street Inn is throwing the world's coolest block party, you know, so like the big block party down there. It's just like there's music, there's fire, there's fire performers, there's music. Um, you had me at music and fire. I know music and fire and adult beverages and yeah. snacks. So if you're looking at, you know, if you're walking around and looking at the sculptures and voting, it's good to pop into the block party and just, you know, kind of warm up a little bit. I think it's kind of fun. Um, the, uh, also then, so even though the winter carnival doesn't really start, I mean, it starts this coming week, Yep. you know, um, but bad weather brewing is releasing their pioneer press treasure hunt beer at today. And they're, they have an ice bar. They've got ice mugs. Our friend Jess Fleming is doing uh bartending at 2 PM. If you are a medallion hunter, this is, you want to go, Yeah. you know, have you ever, have we talked about I mean, my brother-in-law is a brother-in-law, huge medallion a, hunter a puck hunter yeah i did it for a while from the armchair you know what i mean yeah like in my 20s i would watch people and i would try to figure out the clues i can't even do wordle i love Wordle. i bet you do jake and i send wordle to back and forth to each other because he does it in 
or you know, in uh, in Washington, he's doing it in Tacoma right when it turns over. So I get it every morning I wake up, I see his Wordle score. So it's really funny. I love that. Yeah, I'm trying to get into Wordle, but so far, no luck. Oh, I'm good. And I've been playing word games all break, like all break on my phone. Seriously. I do Sudoku. I n- I'm not good with numbers, so it's yeah. all words for me. Um, did you have you ever celebrated Burns Night? I don't know if you have. I don't think. Well, you're not a whiskey person, so maybe. I'm becoming more of a whiskey person. True, but I mean, like in your past, you haven't been. No, no. So Burns Night is one of the one of those great traditions that I've been lucky to be a part of in certain ways. Which is Robbie Burns is the Scottish national poet. He is, and so what they do with what you do with Burns Night is you're celebrating his birthday, which is January 25th, and you drink scotch and you have poems and you read them and you sing songs and all sorts of stuff. And it's just it's a really wonderful thing that has been on pause, obviously, for the past couple of years. But Brits is doing two nights this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, and they've got bagpipes and haggis and everything else. Merlin's Rest is literally known as sort of like in the Twin Cities, the place to go for Burns Night. And um, they're doing their traditional haggis dinner next Friday. And you have to get you have to sign up for that one if it isn't already sold out. But this is one of those things like it's just an interesting and cool thing to do if you've never done one. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to try haggis. I I don't mind haggis. I feel like I'm the only person who's like, yep, it's fine. It's not bad. Probably. Yeah. Um, it's okay though. It's good. They've Haggis got other things. There's potatoes there. You can eat the potatoes. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's something. I remember I had a great Burns night once with um, with a bunch of people. And we were drinking Lafroy, and it was like we had. I mean, so much you know, smoky scotch, like peat smoked. I remember you doing this. Yeah, that was one of my favorite nights. Simon uh, Brookings, right? Simon. Yeah. Yeah, from Lafroy, who was, and he was there, and we just, and he was in a kilt, and it was wonderful. Yeah, I can't remember. Was it at the Hewing that you did that? I can't remember where you were. It was. We were downstairs at Constantine, I think. Oh, I love Manello. I know. I know. We'll like, go- where is like just off the top of your head? Like, where is a place that you haven't been that you just miss? Oh, I mean, I'm. I don't know. It's hard to remember. I mean, it's hard to think about. I mean, I haven't been to the P.S. Lexington Steak. In a long time. I'm dying to go to. I went to P.S. Steak earlier, like this fall. I went, so I feel okay about that. But you know, I haven't been where I want to go. Is I want to go to back to Manny's. I haven't been to Manny's in Yum. so long, and not because I'm avoid. It's just for me, it's a rotation thing yeah. too. It's always hard. I want to go to the Walker and go see the David Hockney exhibit. A lot of people are excited about that. Yeah, and I want to go and have lunch. Oh, like that's they have, yeah. You know, they're do- so the Great Northern kicks off this week too. Wednesday is the kickoff of the Great Northern, and the Great Northern. I had to explain this to Matt, who is a new Minnesotan again. Um, but the Great Northern has taken like pond hockey is this weekend. The Winter Carnival starts, and then the Great Northern has a whole bunch of programming around that. So it's all kind of lumped into one big winter fun fest at the end of this uh, January. And Cardamom at the Walker has uh, an ice bar and sledding. So you should make all of that happen in one. I love fell it. Swoop. Yes. All right, you guys have a great weekly dish show. Have yeah. a great week. Have a good See one you next week. Ciao, ciao.